Hi, thanks for joining me today. This is the Prep for Today podcast. I'm Steve White. This is episode number two. In this episode, we're looking to cover some information regarding choosing an emergency weather radio and five key features to look for. First, I'd like to go ahead and start off with some contact information. First, for the podcast, uh, the website for the podcast is prepfortoday.com. That's the word for, not the number for. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at prepfortoday or on the Facebook fan page at Prep for Today Podcast. If you'd like to email me directly, I can be reached at steve at prepfortoday.com. On to our topic. This should be a rather short one today. We'd like to go ahead and talk about emergency weather radios and some of the key features you're looking for when, when making a decision. First of all, emergency weather radios are really important pieces of equipment. Um, I didn't have one for many years, and we had a lot of storms would roll through, and just kind of hoped and made it through the night. Um, now, uh, sleep better having an emergency weather radio, uh, even though it does happen to go off once in a while, especially for some of the severe thunderstorms and severe high winds. And that's how we know that it's doing its job. I mean, that's what its purpose is, is to alert us of information that the National Weather Service or some of the other emergency notification services uh, notify for. So, basically some of the things we're looking for, well, first of all, the fact that it's an emergency weather radio as opposed to a weather radio. Some of the weather radios have the weather bands, but they don't do the alerting. They don't do the public alert feature. The emergency weather radios, I believe that's the the designation on what actually notes uh, that they're going to do the alarming, that they have the alert. So... And within that alert, uh, we'll get to the number one item on my list, which is the same technology, S-A-M-E technology. And basically that's localized reception. So you can go through, there's a website you go through, and you can program up to, at least the one I have, you can program up to 25 different counties around you that you will get alerted for. Um, the counties that aren't, you don't include in that list, uh, you don't get notified for. I had an old weather radio years and years ago that didn't have that feature, or maybe that feature just didn't exist back then, so we would get notified of things far, far away that have no chance of uh, impacting us. This new technology, I didn't just put in our local county, but I put in the counties to the north and to the east, uh, to the west of us, so that when a storm rolls in in the middle of the winter, or we get a storm roll in in the middle of the summer, uh, thunderstorms or tornado warnings that we're going to get notified before they hit our county line so we know what's going on. So that's the same technology. Uh, basically, it, you go to a website, a government website, and they give you the codes for your counties, and then you program those codes in. You could do one, you can do 25 of them, or you can leave it set so it notifies for everything, but it's a great feature to have. Number two we have on the list is going to be the all-hazard alerts. And this is great because this is more than just weather emergencies. Uh, this is going to cover the things like amber alerts and nuclear power plant warnings, uh, biological hazard warnings, civil emergency messages, uh, fire and landslide warnings, all types of great stuff. Well, not great stuff, but all types of notification that, that's really pertinent that may not be uh, weather-related, directly weather-related. So, let's see. The number three item we have here is the fact that they should have all seven NOAA bands. Um, if you ever went through and scanned through different bands, seem to do different things. Um, and I believe certain areas may not have all the bands in their areas. I'm not positive on that, but 
I believe when we were doing some camping and we had a weather radio, we always kept one in the camper, that sometimes you wouldn't get uh, the full range of, of TV or radio or anything else, depending on where you were. But uh, being able to pick up those NOAA bands really lets you stay in, stay in tune with what's going on, especially when you're, you're really kind of disconnected from a lot of the other technology that we've become dependent on. Uh, those bands run 20, 24 hours a day, and they provide a lot of great information. Uh, also, the one we have, it provides information for the Canadian um, weather channels, which is nice to have. We're, we're here in northeast Indiana. I grew up in northeast Ohio, and we could uh, occasionally listen to some stuff coming out of Canada, so we knew, especially in the wintertime when you had some storms were coming down, you kind of knew what was going on uh, before it crossed the lake. So, Though we always kept in tune anyways, just being in the snow belt. So. Let's see, number four I have in the list here is multiple power sources. Now I believe the majority, if not all, of these emergency weather radios will have at least two power sources, uh, AC as well as battery. Um, I think the battery backup is critical because a lot of the inclement weather, if you lose your power, you lose your radio unless you have a battery backup. And that being said, keeping the battery in it and keeping a good battery in it are very, very important because it's not much good without a good valid battery, a good current battery. So, and number five, real simple, is an antenna. Uh, some of the some of the radios have built-in antennas. Some of them have the little plastic nub antennas, and then some have regular telescoping antennas, like the old transistor radios used to have. Uh, the one I have does have the expanding antenna, uh, which I find very very nice. Um, if I am inside, let's say a camper where it has an aluminum shell. Or I take it down the basement, or I take it to an interior room, I, can st I know I'm still going to get good reception. Um, so that's a good benefit there, uh, why I think an antenna is really important. In addition, up to the top five, there are some other notable things worth considering. Uh, they're not, not critical necessarily, but they are nice. Uh, some of these include things like uh, alarm clocks built in with snooze features, so you can use these as your alarm clock. I know I keep mine on my, on the, on my nightstand. Uh, even though I still use an alarm clock, the one we have has an alarm clock in it. Uh, multiple alert methods. Some will alert by voice, display, or the actual audible alert, which is like a siren beacon that goes off. Um, some of the some of the uh, more portable models have USB charging ports, so you can charge your cell phone, or at least get a base charge. I don't know if they'll do a full charge in a cell phone, but at least get you something. Um, as well, some have hand cranks. Some have solar panels and things like that, so you can get some alternate backup uh, solutions, uh, alternate power solutions, and then also the uh, public alert capabilities. Um, some are even built into regular alarm clocks. They actually look like a regular alarm clock, which is kind of kind of a neat feature if uh, space is of the essence or you want to not clutter up the nightstand. So, but that pretty much covers a lot of it. Basically, what we have, uh, we found I had some weather radios that were built into some two-way radios. I have a Midland base camp and two of the, the handheld models that I would take when I would do mountain biking or hiking so that I could, uh, when I would travel alone, I would keep communication back with the base camp, i.e. the camper. That way, if there's an emergency, um, somebody could know about it. And But those didn't have the emergency alert in them. They had weather bands, but they did not notify during broadcasts. So uh, that's why I went ahead and I upgraded, or I didn't upgrade, I added to our radios, or to our 
communication equipment, I added a Midland WR120, which is a desktop model. Um, has a nice backlight on it. It's a real nice, easy to use unit. Super, super loud when it goes off. I mean, you know something's going on. You can hear it down the basement if you're on the second floor. Uh, so, if it's on the second floor, so it's it's pretty good audible on that. But, but that's all I had here today. Just wanted to go over this real quick. I know we've got a number of uh, severe weather situations going on around the country. I know we just had a, a real heavy duty wind and thunderstorm here rolled through a couple nights ago. And that's really got me thinking about this and how grateful we were that we went ahead and made this purchase. Um, we got it for ourselves for Christmas and uh, glad we did. So even if you already have one, you may want to consider uh, your family or friends that don't have them. And, and it's something that's really a critical piece of equipment, similar to a carbon monoxide detector. I mean, it's something that everybody should have uh, just for safety's sake. So. That's all I have. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, uh, please leave a comment on the website at prepfortoday.com in the show notes. And I thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. I realize that, that your time is very valuable, and I appreciate you sharing it with me. So that said, this is Steve White. Have a great day. I don't know if I could have planned it anymore. Ran it better than what came to pass I'm always striving to do better than before And always trying just to make it last There's gotta be something better There's got to be something more Got to be something better